telling stories from the EGA Clubhouse. Hello, and welcome to Telling Stories from the Clubhouse, the EGA's podcast. I'm Giselle Garbengera, host of The Collective, which is the EGA's women's affinity group. The path from freelancer to client or vendor services and localization is not an uncommon one, and it can be a journey that is as varied as those who embark on it. Today, I have with me the lovely Maria D'Alessandro, head of client services at Plint, to share a bit about her journey. Uh, so I think, Maria, we should get started to telling us, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, first, what position are you in right now? What are you doing? So, um... Hi, Gisele, first of all, and yeah. uh, thank you for this podcast, for giving me this opportunity to speak to you. Um, so I started with Plint, working with Plint uh, in uh, August 2020 as head of client services. And my role is a sales-oriented role, um, you know, in my brief was to help Plint to diversify a little bit their business base and, and start working with different clients um, and different customers across the board and as well as offering different services, not just subtitling, but potentially access services, dubbing, anything that, uh, um, you know, our lovely customers would need. <laughs> Absolutely. And that exactly can mean so many different things. Um, well, that is great. Um, lovely to see where you're at now. Um, but how did you start in this business? Like, when did you When did I enter? start? Yeah. Yes. So I, I started um, working as a subtitler, actually, in-house a subtitler for an, another language service provider. And uh, we go back to 2004, actually, mm -hmm. so quite a long way, long time ago. Um, that was an interesting time because the industry has changed a lot. So I was, um, I was hired as a subtitler as that specific language service provider had a contract that required Italian subtitling for a major international broadcaster and uh, and this is how I got my lucky break basically mm. but it was a very very different world so it was a time when we were still working on VHSs so um, yeah. yeah it has changed quite remarkably um, so my background was languages I did study languages at university um, actually translation and interpretation um, I attended a special school for interpreters and translators in, in Italy and um, and then I got um, a lucky break I, I, I obtained a scholarship I came to the UK I ended up staying here actually and um, carried on studying languages at another university uh, got a master in translation studies and uh, and that is when I I just um, had that role as a subtitler um, so I trained uh, with uh, that this specific language service provider was again another Swedish company. Mm. Um, so um, 
and I trained, uh, I, I remember walking in an office with a lot of lovely um, Swedish, you know, subtitlers who taught me the, the graft, basically. So I, I, I consider that I learned from some of the, you know, best subtitlers that you do have at the time or you used to have at the time, some of the best standards. And I worked um, as, um, as an Italian subtitler for about six months. And after six months, I got my break into client management because that was my, actually I used to work in another industry. So that was my background. So I had um, another lucky break. Um, someone left the company and uh, started off looking after a home entertainment client. So creating DVDs, um, you know, for mm-hmm. home entertainment at the time. At the time, they were still doing DVDs. So, mm-hmm. And then from yeah. then, I, I worked with several different broadcasters, uh, international content holder, etc. Wonderful. So it looks like um, you were able to unite two of, of things that you had experience in and you had actually, you know, gotten the education for, which was localization and translation and interpreting, plus the experience from um, the management side and the client management, which is also um, so enriching, right? There's so many opportunities there and, and ways to yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely a different kind of work, and I think the fact that I I trained as a subtitler, so I went through some of the challenges that you mm. know our freelancers and our resources are going through. It just I do believe to a certain extent it makes you a better client manager, in the sense that uh, you know you can. Speaking to the client, you also understand the challenges on the other side. So what I call the internal stakeholders. So you can also just give a, um, a more honest view or, a, you know, of turnaround to times and the work that's yeah. involved in the localization business. So, you know, sometimes clients' expectations might be quite um, ambitious. And uh, so it does help to have that sort of experience as well, because, uh, you know, I mean, I haven't done subtitling for a very long time now, so I'm sure that the challenges are different uh, than they used to be. But, um, you know, I have a clear understanding of the work that's involved in, in what, you know, in the localization of, of, of these assets. So, Absolutely. I, I think that does give you an advantage. You're able to educate the client with, with your own personal knowledge. And, uh, you know, I think that trans, like you're saying, you, you can provide a much more authentic message. You're just not, you're not just relaying a message from your internal team. You're adding your own input with so much more authenticity. So yeah. And uh, I mean, my experience is that that kind of dialogue is, very appreciated, yeah. um, you know, especially by clients, uh, you know, you, mm-hmm. with that experience behind you, you're just, you are unlikely to overpromise and mm-hmm. under-deliver, basically, and this is what we should try to avoid as, uh, you know, in that conversation, even at sales level, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it's just... Uh, 
promising really quick turnaround time that are a bit unrealistic and that put a lot of pressure on the operations, you know, as such. So um, this is what I'm trying to avoid <laughs> as much as I possibly can. <laughs> right. Striking that balance, right? You, you're yeah. in the forefront of that whole conversation and, you know, I'm, you, you get pressured from both sides. So that's, um, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, quite- and, um, yeah so but it has been uh, um, a very long journey because I, I stayed with that specific language service provider for about 17 years and by the time I left the company I was uh, the managing director of the UK business so you know my role grew from uh, subtitler to client manager to head of the client services to doing sales to looking after <laughs> pretty much every single headcount uh, that that specific office had uh, been responsible for the PNL. So it was a very long journey, but it was very, very instructive. And I think that I grew with the company itself and I learned new skills and uh, the fact that, you know, my background and the passion that I have for localization, it just gave me the opportunity to see different sides of, you know, different workflows, different sides, different clients, you know, different challenges, different responsibilities. So I grew with the role as well. Um, And now, you know, I am working with Clint. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, that's great to have you. Um, and what do you think, what do you attribute that impressive uh, career? You know, like you were saying, you grew so much with the company. One of the things that you mentioned was having the, the different backgrounds, maybe having the different view, but what other maybe personal characteristics, or do you think you just were with the right mentors or the right opportunities, the right time at the right place kind of thing? Um, a little bit of everything really mm. I mean I had some great mentors so when when I was a subtitler I did train with actually someone that currently works with Plint so ah. we saw each other after you nice. know after a few decades and uh, oh so you are the one that taught me subtitling so it was yeah. like it was like a, a nice um, you know, refreshing experience uh, to be in touch again with the former colleagues, uh, that, awesome. uh, you know, from, from a very long time ago. Um, I was lucky enough to have, uh, you know, always uh, very good reporting managers, um, a very committed uh, executive and CEO that taught me a lot. Um, and, and also having the opportunity to be able to speak out, to share my experience, you know, especially when I was um, in direct contact with clients, I had the opportunity to actually present certain clients, even to, you know, at a pretty senior level, um, I had the opportunities to do forecasts, uh, Mm. you know, just give uh, an input as to where I saw that specific client going. So that that was always very great experience. Uh, but I, I guess I was really lucky. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had uh, support and training from uh, reporting managers, uh, you know, CEO. Mm-hmm. It was a smaller organization I used to work in that 
developed in time into a much bigger organization so and and even nowadays you know i am learning constantly from my colleagues of mm -hmm. course it's a different company um from uh, you know our ceo everyone within the c-suite and everything else so it's um you know there's a lot of hard work on my part but yeah. there's also been a lot of teamwork in general just to make the whole machinery work so right and and was it ever scary were you ever placed in a position or uh, <laughs> maybe you know upgraded or received tasks where you're like oh my goodness you know uh, imposter syndrome how we call it uh, nowadays I think we all feel it at once like am I really suited to fill these shoes or to fill this position or this task that people are expecting me did you ever feel that and how how did you how did you deal with that oh imposter syndrome well I, I guess every time you you have or I've had a role that implied more responsibility I always felt <clears throat> to a to a certain extent I always felt responsible as well for the people that were reporting into me so it was always you know just trying to make the right decision for them and their development and not just think about me and you know my role but as well everything else that is around me and how I can make them grow how I can make them more confident um, but I guess uh, you know I never felt in a position where you know I was kind of scared as such always because I had quite a lot of support from the executive team and I still do at the moment so um, but yes everybody feels like they need to learn uh, mm -hmm. always a little bit more every time they change role or they get added responsibility so it's 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 a matter of keeping an open mind and learning as you as you go uh, yeah. taking every opportunity just to absorb as much as possible from the people that are around you that know a lot more about the business uh, have done it for longer than you have so you know uh, and uh, and also speaking to you know other people in the industry it's always good to to, to have that sort of um, rapport with yeah. your clients, uh, with your, you know, colleagues working for, you know, within other companies and everything else. But I, I, I don't think, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's great. I think that is great advice to, um, you know, count on the support system of the people that are bringing you up or that are, uh, you know, yeah. on this journey with you. And also not forgetting the people that might be depending on on you in that position and in the task. And that's a that's a really good drive to, you know, to do your best and to to ask for help if needed to be able to, yeah. to do your task yeah. correctly. That is, I mean, that is always key because uh, it's never going to be. You, you know, it's it's a team effort, all this localization business. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the salespeople wouldn't be there without the operations making it happen, without the finance behind it, you know, without the support from uh, senior executives in case there are any issues. So, you know, so it, it's all a team effort. So, yes, you might be able to close a deal and sell a fantastic piece of localization work, but then you have to make it happen. And it's 
all the people around you, the resources you hire, the you know the the dubbing partners you might be selecting. So it's not just like working. You're not working in isolation. You're working together with colleagues. And we are the business partners, so you have to be able to, you know, to relate to that um, mm-hmm. as well. So, absolutely, absolutely. And um, what do you feel? Do you feel there are more challenges faced by women in your position, or do you feel it's similar or different challenges, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I'm working for Plint. I feel like, um, you know, all female employees are in fairly good space. Yeah. Uh, it's a very diverse company. We have uh, a reasonable representation at C-suite level. Mm-hmm. We have a good representation at board level. Uh, I mean, my point of view is that uh, the challenges are the same regardless, uh, you know, as to whether you are a female employee or a male employee. I mean, uh, the more senior you get, regardless, you know, you just get pulled in different directions, business-wise, family-wise, and it's it's how well-organized you are, just to make it work and make the puzzle, you know, and the support network that you have around you. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say that the challenges are any different. And, um, you know, I feel like I work in a sort of equal environment, you know, there is no, Mm -hmm. you know, there is no reason why someone that deserves it shouldn't be able to break through and, you know. Absolutely. you know, um, a better position with more responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, uh, for me, it's always been, even when I was doing recruitment of my previous companies, uh, regardless of whoever applies, whoever fits that mm-hmm. role best. You know, and that was sure. And what about when you're dealing with clients? Have you ever run into a situation where you felt that maybe through different um, cultural uh, differences Uh, or uh, misunderstandings that being a woman hindered your job or even made it easier? um, Luckily, I mean, I never thought that I was at a disadvantage. I mean, I think that if you are confident enough with what you are saying whatever your role is in my cases so you know a sort of sales role and therefore you know when I when I just go out there and present plant and the company and the services that we do provide for our customers uh, you know I am fairly aware of what workflows are like and you know the type of product uh, that we do put in front of a customer so provided you have the confidence uh, to speak about it and you know just appear as you know what you're talking about because a lot of our clients have been in the localization business for decades Mm -hmm. they do know exactly you know how localization and what good localization is like so if you have that confidence and that present to present to say to to the customer this is our project so this is who we are this is what we believe in then I don't think you know there are just gender is not a it wouldn't be a factor 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't particularly think so. No, yeah. no. And I, and I've been lucky enough not to. You know, there is always going to be like a slight cultural difference depending mm -hmm. on who you are dealing with. But um, a lot of the people that work in our industry have a very a fairly good understanding of what cultural differences are you know so you just have to be aware of your surrounding and the people that you are speaking to so and your you know the interlocutor you are speaking to so and their background so yeah, that's and that's a good thing about being in the globalization and localization yes. business is that everybody has that more international mindset uh, yeah. which I think helps everybody align in that middle ground, right? We're all in that yeah. same. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, always be respectful because yes. that is, is, is a key, but also be confident, you know, at the end of the day, we are selling a service and we understand what kind of service we are selling. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah. So just to close it off, although we could go on here for another hour, another 30 <laughs> minutes, but um, is there any advice you would like to give other women or anyone actually joining this industry who maybe want to follow your path from freelancer, be it subtitler or uh, into, you know, a, a, a client sales or client services uh, area or even usually maybe project management or client services, what kind of advice do you, would you like to leave them with? I mean, I would suggest, you know, anyone that wants to make that, you know, that jump, let's call it from being a subtitler or a freelancer into client management, uh, um, you, you know, it's just to draw on, uh, if you are a freelancer or if you are a subtitler, you do already have some, some people skills, you know, you know, especially as a freelancer, you have to promote yourself to potential customers. So use those skills, uh, you know, and because the skills are transferable and, and just uh, if, if given the opportunity, if having the luck break that, that opportunity and just be confident that um, they know how the product is made you know how how it all works you know because they have gone through that themselves they have experienced that and used that that experience in order to learn you know a different side of the business uh, and everything else and then just take every opportunity to learn from uh, I guess reporting managers people with more experienced colleagues that have been with a specific company for longer um, understand the sort of products and services that they do that they do promote uh, and uh, you know and uh yeah, this is what I would recommend. Uh, and, uh, you know, as, and as you say, sometimes you have to be at, in the right place at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, just be confident, uh, have the, you know, to speak out and, uh, and, uh, and then just uh, to share the knowledge that, you know, someone working in localization has acquired. And yeah. uh, just to use that knowledge to, you know, potentially to just uh, build a client relationship, you know, if you want to be a client manager, because uh, definitely clients will contact um, those individuals so that they feel they know um, their business, they know how the localization workflows 
work, um, how to get from A to B, and uh, is 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 going to help to build that confidence and you know. Okay. Absolutely, use that experience to use to your advantage, and yeah, yeah, advocate to your for advantage. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, excellent. Thank you so much, Maria, for sharing your story with us today. Yeah. No, you're very welcome. <laughs> it's, it's been great. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Join us next time when we share more stories about elevating the art and science of global storytelling. <laughs>